Okay, so we start off over here. I have I have I don't, I don't remember if I've ever even read this. So we're I'm fresh. I have no idea. We're 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 just starting. Okay. Okay. So this is the first vod out of uh, what six? We you mess up, I'll tell you. Okay, yeah. let me know. <laughs> okay, Tfilas Myriv, we say that the Almighty organizes the uh, the Kochavim in their orbits or in their in Mishmaros, which means their their right times um, in the heavens. Seder Mediyat Lahafli Shorab Olam. There's an amazing, precise uh, order that dominates. Shorab is like Shorab, which means dominates the world, controls the world. Hain Be'avne Binyan HaKtantanim Shalo Kamoha Adam Vahata. Regardless of, or both in the smallest building blocks in the world, like an atom, a ta is a cell. And from the smallest thing to the biggest, greatest thing, like the celestial beings, like the sun and the moon. So this order that testifies on the on the ratzon, which means like the will that dominates the world, the will of the Almighty. This is one of the sharp Proofs al ha'emuna for emuna, and yesh b'chal tzorach ebrayot. Even if if you even need proofs, why ki olam b'ltim usudar lo nechal ater la'atzmenu afilu b'dimayom. We cannot even imagine in our wildest dreams an unorganized world. Meidach, but conversely, lo yitachet olam usudar b'lima sadir. You can't have an organized world without an organizer. Vehu abore ispano. So he says, interesting that we could actually look at the world and just see the order, just how everything's so perfect and so organized. And so I was speaking to a um. A doctor, and he was telling me like how like when they go into the lab, when they look at like at, like cells or whatever, like it's so perfectly organized and so structured yeah. and so perfect, it's just mind boggling. Yeah. You know, we don't need proofs. We have we have enough proofs. You know, but even if we needed a proof, this is a one way to start. Fine. So that's the world. So this is a big theme my grandfather would always touch upon, that there's the big world and the little world. And Olam, it's actually a verse somewhere. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a verse somewhere. I've written down somewhere. But there's a verse that says that a, a man is Olam Katan, is a small world. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you look at the water content in the world, and the I water content that. of man, I think if someone <laughs> made this calculation that, like, we, that, that, you know, we're like 70% water, the world's 70% water, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but we talk about Tikkun Olam, right? Fixing the world? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to fix the world? It's the fixed world. The world's broken. Why? Why is the world broken? What's broken about the world? It's pretty fine. It's organized, right? I understand. Like, huh? So, so, so there's a big picture, a collective picture, and then there's a small picture. Then there's the individual picture, the individual, and that's us. You know, we're broken. The world's broken, and we're both broken exactly in the same akuda. The world's mm-hmm. broken, uh, exactly the same point. The world is broken because the world is, uh, you know, it's everything so perfect, everything's so organized, and and the idea of God is just. It's not there. It's not present. It's not known to all. It's not ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, similarly, similarly to us, like we live our lives and we don't demonstrate this idea. Mm-hmm. So the mission of the Jew as an individual, the mission of the Jewish nation as a collective is to fix the worlds. Which worlds? The Olam Katan, the small world, the big world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, they're linked together because how do you fix the big world? By fixing yourself, by fixing the little world. Okay, so so even in the small world, Shadam that's what a person needs to form for himself, Bechayav, in his life. Yesh Makom, there's a place, Liachas, for a connection between Seder 
structure, order, and ratzon, and will. So we see, like the Seder in the world underscores the, say, the will of the Almighty, similarly in our, in our little world. How so? If we see someone who's organized in his avoda, we see that he has strong willpower. I'm sorry. On someone who's not, um, who's not organized, then we can clearly see Oh, either he does not want to work, or we say that his will is too weak to organize himself in his avodah. Thus, we could, we, which means we, if we want to look at someone, we want to say, how is their, how, we should, we should uh, assess from their order in their life, in their avodah, uh, what their willpower is. Either that maybe they don't have the will at all, uh, or they have the will, but it's just, it's just not strong enough, because if the will was strong enough, you get, you get, you know, you get your Dutch in order, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Okay. You see that not, he's not referring to avoda of avodas Hashem, but even in someone's like work, someone's like desk is disorganized, and someone's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you know, someone's like, uh, like work is just well, they're obviously not interested, right? If you're interested, then you buckle down. So it's both like that. You cannot have real work or avodah without seder. Okay. The seder that uh, that has dominion in the big world that testifies to the uh, wisdom of the Almighty. Uh, as the verse says, that the Almighty with wisdom established the world. Uh, uh, builds the heavens with uh, insight, and with his das, with his knowledge, uh, the depths are are, are are penetrated. So too, it's like that in our small world. In order to to, to stand, literally, that means to uh, to um, to establish our. Seder in this world, we have to, we have to use also Chachma uh, Vadas in uh, organizing our Seder. Then it will hold up. So saying that Seder is not is a product of calculated, organized, cognitive thought. Well, not only that, you have to be very, you have to use, you have to be very clever in how you're going to. Organize your or establish your seder. Otherwise, it, it won't have lasting power. Yishayer efor kol echad Everyone should um, estimate to himself. What do I want to achieve, accomplish with my work? Uh, so once you know that, once you know that clearly, this is like very simple. It makes a lot of sense. What do you want? Okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to get there? What can I do right now to achieve my goal? And uh, you have to be very, COVID uh, Rosh, which means you have to use, uh, um, you have to be very deliberate in pursuing these two questions. So what you want, how are you going to get there? 
Uh, you cannot demand for yourself more than you're capable. But not too little. There's a, a theme that people say, oh, don't push too hard, don't push too hard. I think I think people are too into the, the don't push too hard, yeah. and often the times that falls in the category of not pushing enough, you know? Yeah. We don't want to push too hard, because God forbid, you know? I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I think that we have to push harder, you know, for ourselves, yeah. but even for other people, you know? It's a common theme of, like, you know, don't bite off too much more than you can chew, you know? <laughs> like, Why not? Bite off more than you can chew. What's yeah. going to happen? Well, here he says not to, though, also, right? I know he says not to. Everyone says not to. Yeah. Of course everyone You have to know of course, you Right. It's just that what happens is, is that you have people, like, coming into classes that are learning Torah very mm-hmm. seriously, but for five years are not even considering Shomer Shabbos. Yeah. We don't want to push them too hard. Yeah. What are you waiting for? They're yeah. going to be dead in 20 years, right? Hear, yeah. They have a chance to become Shomer Shabbos before, they're de- before they die? Yeah. Right? There's someone 60 years old. Like, why are we not pushing again? They should be Shomer Shabbos. This week. Yeah. What, 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 what are we waiting for? That's just my, my rant. Hell yeah. Fine. From the, this clarifications... So once means the, the way you start is what okay, what I want. How am I gonna get there? What what actions can I practically go to get there? Once you know that, you can already set your schedule. You know mm-hmm. you know what you want to do. Like you know like if like this is just this is very basic. I think it makes a lot of sense. You know if I want to make or build my business, well how do I do that? By making cold calls. Okay, so let's schedule cold calls now from from uh, you know eight hours a day, mm-hmm. and then do whatever else I need to do. Like simple. Like if I want to. Uh, I don't know, work on my chesed. Well, what do you do to work on your chesed? You do more chesed. Well, how do you do that? You know? Okay, let's let's fill my schedule with, with acts of chesed and uh, learning the book on chesed and mazel tov. You, you're on your way. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. So the seder is going to be born out of uh, the plan of what you want to do. Fine. The yomchol shalom l'shabatov for weekdays and for Shabbos. Bardats, hey, someone who has das... You cover a lot more, should um, establish for himself, Seder Avon, a, uh, a wise uh, Seder. He won't push too much in, like, won't try to uh, do too much. So we know that um, there's two problems that we can encounter with our spiritual journeys. This is one of the chapters earlier. Problem number one is rebellion. That's what he mentions over here. If you push your Yetzirah, you push them harder, 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 they're going to fight back. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how, do you, how do you do this without making that uh, mistake, without having that problem? You have to mollify. You have to assuage your, mm-hmm. your Yetzirah. So for example, my grandfather would say that by um, Yitzchak wants to have prophecies. So what do you do? He says to Esau, go catch me. I want the freshest steak that you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. Really? That's how you achieve prophecy? I'm going to read it uh, in, next week in the Parsha. Really? That's what they say? Go to Shiva. Uh, how do I get... How do I become the best guy in learning? Steak. Go to the restaurant, order a shawarma, and just sit down there and, and, and say, no, it's happy the freshest, and whatever, and just indulge. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So the answer is that he wants to get to Nevoah. Prophecy. How do you get to prophecy? Your soul's got to soar. What happens when your soul wants to soar? It's dragged down by the body. So what you have to do is you have to link the, uh, the spiritual activity... Uh, to something that benefits your body as well. So if you, your body says, hey, we're about to have prophecy, more food for me, oh, I like that, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, 
So what he's saying is, is that if you try to push too hard, you'll have Yitzmaret. Yitzmaret Mirida is rebellion. You're worried about rebellion. And that and you know that's that's the danger, by the way. When they say don't push too hard, the danger is that there's gonna be a backlash. Mm-hmm. That you see, you know, peop- the people like you know, like the, I'm sure you've seen, the, it used to be in yeshivas, like the guys would come and like, and they would shave their heads and would grow pious and get serious and then yeah. they would go crazy, like lose it all. Yeah. Um, because that's what it is, because they're trying to push, you know, it's not bad intentions, it's just that they're trying to push their Yetzirah or body or whatever, the force that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, in opposition to their plan, too hard. You know, Rabbi Dessler would say that it's like a spring you know, mm-hmm. you can push the spring a little bit. You push it too hard, and it sends you flying the opposite direction. Okay. So, that, so that's that's the one uh, danger that you encounter with your avodas Hashem. The other danger is that you say, is they become a bargaiva. The second someone starts working on themselves, quote unquote, and then they see the other guy not working on themselves, like when you're when you're a diet, and then you you're pushing when you get pushing your cart, you have all the vegetables there. And then you see someone like by the candy aisle, like just loading the shelves up. <laughs> you're like, uh, you start judging right away, right? Yeah. Yesterday you were in the same aisle, right? <laughs> so you're, you know, just because today, and then that's right away you become a driver. Right away, the second yeah. you start working, you become a driver. So he was, he's telling you here, don't push yourself too hard, because you push yourself too hard, you're going to have the backlash. So, for example, who you draft last moment is Mama's Pitla Shaina. You got to take enough time for to sleep. Arachot for meals, lemenucha to relax, lasicha to 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 shmuz. Achloiv atemshum often akviat hazman latfilim esuderet akviat starem chazakim limutar k'tosha. But don't let that encroach on your on your prayer and your Torah study. Chazakim alein adivre chazal b'senarim zayin omer aleph. What does the Gemara say there? Amar of Hamnuna ain't chazir shadam lidan ela adivre Torah. So the Gemara says there that the, the first item on the list of someone's din, of someone's judgment, is divrei Torah. Is is how diligent were they in Torah study? Says Rashi. That's how you, you understand the verse that when someone offloads from themselves the Torah. That's the beginning of the judgment. Torah Ah, Tyson's question. We know the Gemara says in Shabbos that the six questions we ask someone when they're about to die, when, when, they, when they go into judgment, and the first question is, do you do business with integrity? So here, how does the Gemara over here say that the first question we ask is about Torah? The Gemara that says it's, it's about it's about business, business and only then is Kvatiz Motera. So it says that we say the Gemara in Shabbos, one of the famous Gemaras in all Shas. That's the Gemara, by the way, that the Gentile comes to Hill and says, "Teach me all Torah on one leg," mm-hmm. and he tells him that that you dislike, don't eat your friend, everything else is commentary. Yeah. Later on the Gemara it says, um, "What uh, when someone comes to judgment?" They uh, they asked him six questions. Did you start? Do you do Did you do business with with integrity? Did you establish time for Torah? Did you Right, six questions. And so then which comes first? 
So there, uh, it's talking about someone who studies Torah. So, there, so for someone who studies Torah, the first question is, is about, did you do business with integrity? And the second answer is that, indeed, the question is first about, did you do business with Emuno? However, the din, the, just, the justice, the meaning out of the justice, is going to be first for Divrei Torah. Thus, the two Gemaras are not talking about the same thing. The other Gemaras are talking about the process of interrogation, and here it's talking about what judgment is needed out first. How do we get here? Wait, I'm sorry, I'm, lo- I'm lost how we got to this. Or maybe he's going well, to get there. You no, know, no. He, when he got this, he says that uh, even if you're going to be uh, planning out your schedule and going very liberally, like don't, you know, you got to save time for, for relaxation and... For, and for schmoozing, mm-hmm. and for downtime, and for resting, and for eating, That's right? Too much. And I can't encroach on your Torah, because Torah is the super important. Okay. okay. By the way, I want to point out, this book, these books are written for Bnei Torah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, it's, it's, essentially, it's essentially for yeshiva guys. Yeah. Mostly, you know, or people that are involved. In, so you say, you know, for, you know, for the people that are like in working, like regular jobs, it's like... Uh, you know, it's still true, but it's it's less. You know, they have less uh, of an. I just say of a, of of, of a, less part of their lives dedicated to, towards Torah. So, I guess yeah, this exhortation what, maybe is not uh, is not as uh, understandable. Yeah, well, it still is. I guess it still <laughs> is. Okay, Hare, behold. Rest of orange juice is also right. Oh, no, just for me. Rokhatanim, I'm fine, Adam Adam Shasak Torah. Someone who studies Torah, Sholem Oto, Im Kabata Itim Torah. Did you establish times for Torah? Hainu, Im Hayulu Starim, La Ezem Torah. Did you have organized times? Like, did you have times that, that are designated for Torah study? Ki have dug a dolu, Ben Adam Shalomat Torah, Aval Bli Starim Kruim. Why? There's a big difference between someone who studies Torah but without organized times uh, between that guy and the guy who studies, who's are organized in his study. That's Rekhidot Huh? That point right there is Rekhidot Al-Makim. I'm the guy who like is learning Torah without a set good like, Yeah, I'll learn, I'll learn, you know, a half hour then and maybe an hour on Tuesday night and, yeah, you know. Yeah, we switching all the time what we're doing and like, yeah. Yeah, so that's so, so that's what well. it says. That what the what the Gemara says. Did you establish, you know, rigid times for the Torah? Yeah, and it sounds like a seder also of what you're going to learn, not just oh, something eight o'clock at night. Mm. Sounds like. Mm-hmm. Because and this guy not only is it better, but the guy will be matzliach, who will be more successful in oruch yeter, like immeasurably more. Even this, this is for us, right? Even if someone who's who's in business for his parnasa, he has to establish times for Torah. And regarding Torah study, that's the beginning and the primary aspect of his judgment. Now, so the beginning of our work. In Seder, in this pursuit, he hahit bonenut. It's it's the contemplation. Ma anachnu rotsim. What do we want? Hashem matzano tshuval sheilarishan azot. Once we know what we want, inshalasveinu ma anachnu kafim matzveinu kaeit. What can we 
in our current state, what do we do right now to bring out this desire into reality? Once we do that, we can establish for us our daily schedule. What time to go to sleep, what time to go wake up, what time to fall out, what time to have dinner, how much time to eat for breakfast, and we should know this important principle. Seder, meidol ratzon. Ratzon amiti, mukhaf li pate beseder. So Seder, that uh, provides testimony, that 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 um, uh, sheds light on will and true willpower has to be expressed with Seder. Point that he started with. Gamagab kviyat Seder hayom, nohoi haklagadol ba'avoda. Also regarding this idea, there is uh, the major uh, principle of Avodos Hashem, tafasta merubalo tafasta, tafasta muot tafasta. If you try to grab too much, then you don't get nothing. And tafasta muot tafasta. Why? Kviyas hastarim tzrichim tzricha lihiyot kach shadam leardisha tasmo yoter miday kavul. You can't feel like you're too much constrained. He must say to yoter miday meitzarlo because if it's too constricting. Who alul la rare at kochamrida? It's going to uh, uh, arouse the uh, power or the the element or the aspect of rebellion. Ulifrot meatsmo kol ol haseder, and to remove from himself the entire burden yoke of seder. That was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. I like that. So. Um, so yeah, so so what do we say? So uh, the takeaways, it's it's three three steps really that he wants from us. Number one, figure out what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, figure out what can we do right now. What would be the game plan to get there? Mm-hmm. And in that prism, establish our daily schedule uh, to try to best achieve those uh, goals and that process. I really, really like this. So, okay, so we have work. We have plenty of work to cut out for us, I think. No? That was really good. Yeah. Excellent. So that's the first Vad in Seder. And next week, Prasad Hashem, we will do Vad number two. Amazing.